0: And welcome to another episode of Fools Daily. I'm Conrad, and I'm joined by a surprise guest. Surprised, because we may have done this a few times already, so it's not really a surprise, but it's Des Brennan. Hello,
1: and uh, Conrad's destroying the magic of, uh, <laughs> of of casting there by revealing this is about the, the fifth time we've tried to record this, but uh, let's hope this is the good one, eh?
0: Yes, let's not let's hope that we don't both turn into Aurac or whatever.
1: You'd be Aurac, I'd be anyone. <laughs> you, okay. I'd, I'd be the sexy cool one.
0: He was actually on um, Celebrity Pointless the other day and he Still was part- alive. He was partnered with Servalan. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, you know, she, she was the she I think she I remember reading an article about her in some tv magazine at the time about how how uh, she was quite happy that she was the sort of um, fantasy for a load of sort of prepubescent schoolboys at the time
1: i think we're really showing our age now although i'd like to point out i was a baby when Blake seven was on
0: oh so but you didn't you didn't even know
1: what yeah, it was yeah i watched the reruns so <laughs> you know, it, it made you feel young again and that that was the, that's why I, I, I mentioned
0: it you know still so the used to make me feel young well but there you go anyway we're not here to talk about Blade seven we're here to talk about the roots of magic and the last time uh we had a chat was what episodes 280 ish 81 82 so if you don't know what the roots of magic is you go back to the archives and have a good old listen there but we're here to catch up on how it's been for the last year for you and um and the Roots of Magic, the game. So what's the Roots of Magic, Des?
1: Well, for the for the benefit of, of uh, the listeners, who don't want to trawl through your back archive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why not? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's up to them. Maybe they're busy. Um, the Roots of Magic is a wizard's dueling game in which uh, you have usually one model per side, uh, and it's a wizard of a certain magical magical root, magical ability, fighting against a wizard of another magical ability. Um, set against the backdrop of, of uh, scenario play in which you can try and you know, kill each other off in, in, a, in a fun manner, or you can achieve, achieve an objective for victory as well. Um, so it's like a little tactical game. takes about 30 minutes, 40 minutes to play. Very in-depth, but also because it's one model, you can you can invest yourself in it, so you know you, when people play. There's a lot of ah, I'm going to set you on fire with my magical flames, and all these other things as well. So it, it's it's a fun game. It's a quite cinematic game too.
0: There, there is always the image of uh, Man and Mithrandir dueling yeah. it out in the
1: absolutely in that the tower. That, that was that was one of the design cornerstones of the game. It was like ever since I saw that film, that's how I imagine wiz, Wizards fight. I don't like the idea that a wizard can kind of click their fingers and the other one combusts. That's uh, that
0: Scorchio. Yeah, or maybe.
1: Um, I like the idea that in that scene that they're whacking each other with sticks. You know, they probably kick each other in the shins if they got close enough. But then they're using their magical skills. They're, u- they're using kinetic
0: magic at that time, aren't they? Of some sort, aren't they? They are.
1: They are. And uh, I just wanted it to be like that. It's a, you know, when you've got two very Accomplished wizards, you know that they—they're going to be able to deal with an apocalyptic attack. So you have to go in for the long haul. And so I wanted to re- replicate that in the game, and the wizards do have to beat nine bells out of each other in order to get them down. But uh, that, that makes it a bit more fun and gives, and gives you more chance to, to come back from a bad turn.
0: So how many um, figures, wizards, have you got out at the moment now? A year on.
1: Uh, a year on, we have nine models, and eight of those are wizards, and one of the wizards has a... Um, He's a lovely familiar, bear. A lovely bear. Giant familiar, I suppose. is much <laughs> bigger than her. Um, so nine models in total. Uh, there are a couple of models that have, have been sculpted, but we'll talk more about those later that haven't been released yet. And also, um, I did a collaboration with Nonsense Miniatures as well, and they've got a figure in there in their back pocket waiting to release so that one will be released I guess in the next couple of months which would be another cool edition so compared to where we spoke last time a lot you know I'm, I'm much much further down the road um, in which I've learned many lessons and I've had many experiences and uh, almost all of them good to be fair you know? and even the ones that weren't categorically good they were very informative and so very useful and uh i consider myself to be a year older for certain and uh, perhaps even a year wiser or maybe some part of a year wiser Who knows?
0: <laughs> so uh if you want to go and have a look at the current range at the moment you can go to therootsofmagic.com or that's right um you've also got uh, a facebook page as well um, Yep, you can Roots of magic. use magic
1: Yep, you can find The Roots of Magic on Facebook or under, on Twitter, The Roots of Magic. Um, we're everywhere that there is social... Well, we're not on Snapchat and stuff like that, but, you know, it'd be creepy for me to go on those things. You know you know how social media is. Once you get to a certain age, you don't understand it and everything is scary and... and I don't know oh, yet. Yeah, change. You, change is bad. Yeah, the young people are terrifying. They might, they might come on your garden in one lawn or something. You never know.
0: So, so yeah. Uh, so th- the game is self-funded. I, I think we should point out it's it's not um, been on a Kickstarter or anything like that. I, and I think that is something very brave in this day and age, especially as you're a you're a family man and uh, have a job and a and a mortgage and bills to pay and things like that. So. Not,
1: not C- Cosa Nostra, by the way. I'm not in that family. I'm just I just have children. Yes. Have a kind of family that way. Your own
0: children as well, not yes. someone else's. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Usually, usually legally safer um so you're right uh, it's it has been up to this point self-funded i always I'm, i have nothing against kickstarters and we're going to talk more about that later but i certainly have nothing against them and initially i i thought to, that i would do one to to release the game but when i did a lot of research and, and, you know, as I mentioned last time, I've done an exhaustive amount of, of research into this game, other games, costs and everything. I just, I just added the numbers together in a little spreadsheet and the figure was eye-watering. So I thought, well, let's do some of this myself because maybe people would be more likely to, to back me for such an eye-watering target if I had some physical models and I'd done... A, a significant amount of the work already, and so I could show people some things. And then it got to the stage where I'd done so much because after a couple of models, I did well. Let's have another one just to to really sweeten that deal. And, and I looked, and I'd already done most of the models myself. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, I've got this far. It's, let's keep going. And then um, you know, if I need to come back to Kickstarter at some point, then people will see that I've I've made a game out out of nothing um, that I've invested time and money and no little effort in and perhaps that would help to convince them that backing future projects should i should i raise any would be a good idea and i I hope it would
0: well i mean at the at the very least you've established a, a reputation and a pedigree for certainly for the models and the quality of of the game components that you've brought out uh, and are available from the the website and uh and they're, they're there they're a statement of of the effort um as a finished product so um Thank you. should you ever go to kickstarter or anything else or, or looking for backing then you've got that there as a portfolio essentially of of uh, the calibre of what you can do
1: yes i'm all about the calibre. <laughs> um yeah i hope so i hope you know, it, it would be nice if the people that are listening to this, some of them might actually own some models. They could attest to it. Um, and and those that don't own, own some models, there's lots of lots of images of them on, on my own sites and on various other people's sites. And uh, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a t- particular kind of guy. I wouldn't want to sell anything that I as a as a player wouldn't want to buy. And so I had to make sure that whatever I did however successful it would or wouldn't be I didn't want to have my name associated with something that that wasn't up to scratch and so as you say you know I've I've worked hard to make sure that I've worked with great sculptors and and great casters and wonderful painters and you know some of these people I've found through a bit of elbow grease and some of these people are known through their work with other companies and uh you know, I'm happy to work with anyone of, of of the talent that I've managed to to be lucky enough to work with and uh, I hope it it shows in the product and, and any other products that I will release moving forwards in in whatever way it will have the same process it will have the same production process using the same great artisans of their craft you know with just me sitting there twiddling my thumbs <laughs> no. nodding and clapping when they do all these one these wonderful things and uh and what you already see is what is the level of quality you will see in the future and, and that much I'll, I'll guarantee because i you know i don't want any any ropey models associated with my game and my company
0: nice i mean the, the figures are, are brilliant and the the paint the, the pro paint jobs that you've had done by who's it iron
1: dark iron dark studio dark iron
0: studios uh uh, are absolutely sensational as well um, you took the game to Dafcon this year which is uh, which was held at Fast Home games in February I think it was wasn't it or was it April? No, it, was, it was April, April. yeah so it was, it was early a long
1: April. time ago now okay. but uh, yeah early April um, had a whale of a time and I would say to anyone who was thinking of maybe going to this next Dafcon that's in August next year uh, give it a shot if you like gaming, to start with, if you like being introduced to new things or trying new things if you like some of the games out there that maybe aren't the ones at the top of the selling chart the, you know we, know we know the games, 40k and War Machine and things like that and, and they're good games, I, I actually play both um, but if you're interested in the, in the slightly smaller games then it is the ideal place for you to go and play those games and get introduced to games of a similar kind and uh, this year I went along as a, um, as, as a demo guy for my own game. I sat uh, with the board and I demoed to quite a few people. Uh, I can't really remember how many now, but we were doing it for a few days and uh, quite a few people. And it was a great experience because I got to... Usually when you do these things, you've only got 10 or 15 minutes because there's a group of people you need to speak to. Maybe you serve. If someone wants to buy a model, you don't want to turn people away from buying models whilst you're doing a demo so you don't get that amount of time but at DAFCON i just went to demo the game yeah to sell anything um that's that's not how it's done there i just wanted to introduce people for it so i could spend much more time and this is a situation where you get to know the people you're demoing to and you remember most you know almost all of their names apologies if i if i end up forgetting yours but (laughs) i'm pretty sure i remember nearly everyone that i I met, and this was months and months ago. Many of them I've not seen again since then. But you, you spent some really great quality time. It's not a quantity event; it's a quality event. Yeah. The amount of time you spend, the kind of offerings that that I put there, and all of the other demo guys were doing a sterling job as well. And uh, it was, you know, and we were pretty busy all weekend um, with people lining up to to sample our games and see what they thought.
0: I mean, this was all very new, the the whole concept of of having um, companies like yourselves and Paranoia and um, um, Mike from Gaslands uh, putting games essentially that were near release or were still in work in progress and essentially putting them out there for... The capture a captured market market of gamers who would come to, to Dafcon, um, to take a look at. So, it's it's quite a brave thing as well, especially as, if it's a game that, that no one's really heard of or or has no idea of, you know, what the concept it is about. Um, and it, it's 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 a big step. So, to for for companies to do that, it's obviously a good. Way of gauging interest as well and seeing if what you've got actually works. So, yeah. Um, it, I from, from a from somebody who was sort of on the outside looking in from an organisation point of view because I I was helping Mike and and others sort of put put it together as such. It was really interesting to see that. Now there was a slow start on the Saturday or Friday it was I think when we first started, wasn't it? That's Friday. right,
1: yeah, Friday.
0: Um, but then. As time moved on, and certainly over the weekend as well, uh, all the all the all the the uh, the people there who were demonstrating games were busy. You know, That's it was wonderful. it was like a show, but without the the selling sort of side of stuff. But people were spending quality time. There was a lot of laughing, a lot of um, interest as people were being shown how to play stuff. Um, as well as the other stuff that was going on, because Dafcon's all about um, the smaller game systems as well. So there were there were actual official air quotes tournaments for anything from Malifaux to Saga to um, Relics to Infinity. Yep. Uh, I think Epic was there as well. We had Relic yeah Relic Nights as well. Um, yep. uh, and then on Sunday, yeah. we had. A roots of magic event
1: as well. The world's first roots roots and magic uh, t- t- mini tournament.
0: And I was there.
1: And you participated, and you did actually very well.
0: I came not first, but second.
1: You, well, as the first loser, you know, you are the champion of, of losers. So you did, you know, you did very well, and it was a very close run thing, and uh, basically one one choice in one turn.
0: One choice in one different. turn. Yeah.
1: Was the difference, and uh, you, you know, obviously, I immediately came up after the game and told you, you know, you could have done this other thing as well. And, and you know,
0: I and well, I, I said I yes, didn't you, but I didn't think
1: it was the right thing. And I was like, well, if you played it out, you, I think you'd have won. And and uh, you know, it was that close as well. And it was a it was a difficult game versus a strong opponent, and um, and it was a good demonstration for the roots of magic.
0: So I think the other thing that um, was nice to see was people who'd. There were a couple of people there, I mean, Kathy Winton, for one, for instance, yeah, right. uh, had you'd shown her the game over the weekend, and I think there was an, one other person there who was... They, they basically played in the event based on the back of that demo, which was, I thought yeah. was really, really nice, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was always going to be a, a very casual little event, and it was on Sunday, it was on the... The come down Sunday, the mellow Sunday, and mm. uh, and many people thought, well, you know, let's give it a go. A couple of hours, two, three hours, and a lot of, and, it, and it's only a 30 40 minute game as well. So rounds are an hour, if that, and uh, you know you can play a, a fair few rounds in a day, and you don't have to be playing the entire day as you do with some games. You know, other games are bigger and they need more time. One point five hours, two hours, sometimes more. And you know that can be really exhausting, but I was able to we were able to play four rounds, and uh, we were finished long before everyone else. And there was a long lunch, and people had good time between rounds, and it it was very civilized indeed, which is the, exactly the kind of thing that I'm looking for.
0: And and how did you feel um, on the outside seeing those people playing your game?
1: Like I'd had another kid, but one that doesn't give me germs in the leg. <laughs> You know, apologies for my voice i've got a bit of a cold again my kids just give me colds almost uh, incessantly
0: it keeps you awake as well
1: they certainly do
0: and drain your money
1: well you know all, all my kids even this one does that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's
0: true that's true um i suppose we should mention that uh, one other highlight i th- i believe it was a highlight for you Oh, the, the embarrassment was,
1: factor is, is rising, rising.
0: Is that you got to demonstrate the Roots of Magic to one Mr Gavin Thorpe.
1: I did, I did. And uh, I think, I have to be honest and say, you know, I was a bit toe-curlingly embarrassing through, through some <laughs> of it, which, of course, he ignored, pretended wasn't occurring, and I, I wasn't being some sort of simpering, hero-worshipping fool. Um, but after I got over that, hopefully quickly enough, um, we had a, a great demo. He asked lots of great questions. You know, he, he, he made some comments. He could see why I'd done certain things. was very interested to know more. Because that's his, that's his interest, isn't it? He, he loves to pick things apart and to, to figure out how, how they came together and why they came together. And, uh, and for me, obviously, to have that conversation in a relaxed setting with someone that I grew up I always say grew up with, but obviously I, I never met the gentleman before, mm-hmm. um, but he was in a, a magazine that we used to buy religiously, and he was associated with a brand at that time which was like a religion in some respects. You know, We were, we were all in on it, and, mm. and so no,
0: absolutely, you, you yeah.
1: feel like you did grow up with him, and so to have him sitting across, a uh, very humble fellow, very articulate, you know, funny guy, it's, it's a wonderful experience, which is why. I guess he probably gets this fanboy nonsense every once in a while from from people like myself. And uh, if he's listening, I hope I I didn't embarrass myself too much.
0: We were we were talking at uh, Firestorm uh, whilst supping a, a pint, and uh, I do remember saying to him, "I could have been you," sort of thing, because at, at that time they they made the they put the adverts into White tour for the the games games development team. Um, who was the other guy that joined there? blonde he ended up with blonde hair at some point didn't he
1: mr chambers or something no it,
0: it was a, oh, i can't remember his name
1: blonde hair it, r- it rings a bell and i probably can remember a picture but you know
0: but anyway yeah he i remember thinking shall i apply shall i apply and, and i never did because uh, it was a big move even then sort of thing you know uh, but it was as you said we grew up with him and it and seeing him grow and his skills grow and his repertoire grow, um, in the Games Workshop sort of hobby, as it were, was was brilliant as well. So, yeah, it it must have been a a pretty cool experience to. It was
1: a, to, it was a great experience. You, you take every other element that I enjoyed about it, all the things that I've said so far, and you add that on top, and you got very you know you've got the reasons why I'll be. I'll be going back in August next year.
0: Yeah, so that, that is something to note, that, that we're running it again next year uh, in August at Firestorm. So look out for it. There is a Facebook page, and I think the website's um, showing the dates as well. But then just to um, add some more pressure to yourself, um, the week later, I think it was, wasn't it? The week yeah, later, actually- week after? I was
1: salute one 20, or two weeks yeah it may even been one week it was was, no more than two for sure
0: it was 2016, Salute 2016 wasn't it?
1: yeah another big ticket event that I just had to go to see what it was like I mean I've, I've been many times as a, as a customer it, more than I can remember to, I, can't, I, I couldn't even tell you the first one I went to it was many many years ago and uh, I've, I've done the running around, looking what's available, looking at the new games, having chats with people and everything. And, you know, over time, I got a little bit jaded. i Se- seen it all before. You've, yeah. you've
0: forgotten to mention standing behind somebody who's got a rucksack and they turn, oh. not realising that anyone's behind you. And
1: giving Well, them. you know, some of the sizes I've been, I'm not the biggest of guys. Sometimes they do that and they take me with them. I'm just like hanging off the back <laughs> of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, but every, everyone's been assaulted by a giant backpack. Um, we've all been there. But it, my point is that over time I got a bit jaded, and I thought, well, I've got to go as a vendor see what it's like. Uh, I've, I've been as a demo guy for various other games companies. You know, as, as I allude to many times, I play an inordinate number of games from all manner of companies. I really love gaming, um, so I, I've been there doing that before. But I, I just thought, well, let's go, let's go and find out if uh, people are willing to give me money for this game absolute and uh, it was a an immense experience let's just say
0: was there a lot of trepidation as you were on the lead up and the build up to it oh you? my
1: word yes i mean as as a gamer as a gamer that pays attention to all the new things coming out and the things that have been out for a while you know what you know what's going to be there you know which companies are going to be there what games are going to be there and you think well Look at look at what they've got, you know. Even though I'm happy with the quality that I've put out, I'm competing against some amazing games.
0: Oh no, yeah, you've got the big the big guns there, and uh, you know the, the new kids on the block, as it were, whether it be Steamforged or Warlord or, or whoever sure. sort of thing. Sure,
1: and you know they're they're great games that I own as well. Yeah. So I completely understand that. Um, so there's some trepidation. You think, well, even though I've got good stuff, there's a lot of good stuff there. And if, if people are, are going to buy one or the other, then you know most will make the option to go for something maybe that they've seen before and they think that's got some staying power. And these are all very um, understandable emotions, understandable thoughts. Yeah. So that's where the trepidation comes from. Could I do enough to convince a few people that it was worthwhile investing into, you know, for whatever reason, whether you like the models and you're going to use them in D&D or Frostgrave or whatever, or... You like the look of the game because, yeah. in terms of competing, obviously you're competing for money. You know, there's a finite amount of money in the room and interest in the room. But in terms of the actual games, my USP is very different. I don't really compete in the type of games that they are because mine's just a one-on-one. Right? It works works differently. It's much quicker than many of these other games simply because they've got a lot of models, a lot of rules, and it, it just takes a bit of time. So my USP, I think, is I always like to say to people. My game is an additional game to the others that you might enjoy playing. You know, you might have a gaming, gaming evening of, a, of say three or four hours in, in an evening, and in that time, you, you turn up, you set up, you have a bit of a chat, have a pint or whatever it is, depending on what where you're playing, and you'll play your game, and you and you won't necessarily have to rush it. And at the end of the game, there'll be some time left, but it will certainly usually not be enough for another game of what you've just played, but. There is some time left, and what my game is, is useful for is fitting into the gaps around other games, that, yeah. the, the remainders, the remainder of time that have been left by other games. And, and alright, you can't play another game of, of whatever again, because setting up alone would take you all the time that you have left, but pull two models out of your case, crack them on the table... You've got, you know, get some D10 out, you've got your tape measure, you've got, you've got some tokens probably for most games, or you've got something that you can use to mark things down. That's a way of making, making your gaming time more efficient. So that's what I really push that angle at the moment, because I, I, I'm not trying to compete with games that are bigger than me, that have bigger than my game, that have so many more um, active players and fans. I'm, I'm trying to say, look, for a, you know, a very small amount of money comparatively to, to some of these games... And the addition of a one model or two models in your in, in your case or your pack or whatever it is used to transport models, you have a completely different game with yep. very different rules, and it's a good way to end the night and to not have to, you know not have to go well I, I we can't play a game I don't want to spend 40 minutes chatting about games that I can't play so I'm going to head off now but you know many people like myself always want to use that last little bit of time and make it really efficient because you yeah. may not get a lot of gaming time and so when you do have it. You, you want to use it very well and, and, and typically I mean,
0: that's when the sort of card game or board game comes out and this is yeah. this could that would fit that's this roots will fit that slot quite easily as well
1: yeah. Ab- absolutely absolutely that's a, that is what usually would come out if, if someone thought to to bring it and in my case you don't have to bring another game you just bring put two extra models in your case with all your other models so it's so, it, it's about thinking, you know, it's, it's the association of, of models to models rather than, all right, I've got the model case and I've got a box for my board game or whatever. So it's just even easier, you just crack them in the same same case. So were you busy that day? Very busy. So for the first 10 minutes, people were just bombing past. Some would stop and have a look and then walk off and, and then you start to get a bead of sweat on your brow, which is quite amazing seeing as it was pretty cold that morning <laughs> to start with before it got heated up by everyone in there. Um, And you think, uh uh-oh, what's going to happen here? But then, I must say, from about 10 minutes in to about 2.30 in the afternoon, I I can't remember having a break. I couldn't even get to go to the toilet because not that we were 20 people deep or across our entire table, but there was always a number of people there that wanted to get a demo, wanted to talk about the models or ask questions about the game or other things to do with what I'd done. And and, I was... Cock of the hoop. I was happy to impl- oblige every single person that came along, and I had the help of two good friends, Aaron and Matt, who, who were helping me there. Very, very useful it was too. And you know, we were very busy. And then around about two, we had a little. We were able to get a little spot of lunch each, and uh, and then it got busy again around about three for another hour, and then things wound down at the end of the day. But by then we were absolutely shattered.
0: Well, so, it's a, it is a long day, isn't it? Especially oh, if you work in yeah. a stand. We both. Day. We've worked um, demos together, haven't we, and it's, yeah. uh, it is a long day.
1: Long day, but it's one of those things that, you know, when you do some physical work in your yard or something to make yeah. it look pretty, and at the end of it, you're, you're knackered, but you, you feel satisfied with it. Well, um,
0: sometimes you do. Well, <laughs> If it's a yard. Making it sound base. like you're going
1: to do yard work, and that, that is not often the case to be fair um but you know sometimes physical labors or, or physical exertions or things that have a lot of physicality to them you, you're tired but you think you know i i did something good to to earn this so yeah so you, you go home very happy and uh, the sales were good um better than i expected um and it gave me that confidence boost to say you know what there are big games out there. there are great games out there, but you, you've got something here there's there's something we, here you that have people you, mate. could be interesting well <laughs> yeah I actually do have something here it's called a, probably called a cold but you know how men get it feels like I'm about, my head's about to fall off
0: slow um, alert
1: yeah indeed but the, the roots of magic has something to offer people you know, that are looking for fantasy models that are looking for another little game. That isn't going to break the bank. Something to try out with their friends at home or the gaming clubs, and uh, and a lot of people took models and um, a, a wide range of people from young gamers to older gamers, both men and women, you know, for all manner of reasons, and it, it had a good appeal to a big cross section of gamers. So I was uh, very enthused by that.
0: I think um, the prep work that you did for the event itself was good. You know, the the pro painted figures um the very nice um custom made demo board as well um added appeal uh obviously like the banners and everything like that but i mean you you were drawn in by those two certainly the demo board and then as as you then as your eyes then went and started to look oh what's this about you see the painted figures and then you if at that point you caught you'll be looking at what's there sort of thing so, um, so it, it was well thought out so I, I was pleased I know that when I went did the rounds around the hall a couple of times um, at the start it was as you said it was people rush past you because they've, they've got they're re- typical wargamers they're, they've earmarked specific places they need to get to first of all but then sure. they do the rounds but then going past many times over the course of that day Seeing the fact that the um, the stand was busy um, was really good and i and I felt pleased that it was a it looked as though it was going well so was there um was there a best selling figure
1: there was um... uh,
0: I'm going to predict <laughs> no I'm
1: not... we've done this many times too. To, to make it obvious for people, we've, we've spoken about this a bit many times. They, he's pretty aware of what what, what it was uh, by this point. Um, there was, but it wasn't by a huge a huge margin. So it's not as if something sold hundreds and, and something else didn't.
0: There was um, not a runaway winner, as it were. No, it was a, I think there's which um, I, think five or really so models, five I think that's so really good. I think that's really good because it sort of says that the range holds its own. Yeah, and, and people would
1: say oh, I love that model and you would think in your head you were thinking yeah the model I love the most that's what they're talking about and, say, and then they say a different name you're like oh yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's a great model yeah I love that model too
1: <laughs> I mean I love them all but I think most people do tend to have one of their favourites
0: so go on what was what was it? What was so it? the model
1: that sold the most was uh, Haveska Zant of uh, Merck House of Fear which are really cool Horror-driven model with a cloak of mist that's kind of reaching to try and grab you and, and, his and take got yourself.
0: Faces and stuff in it, hasn't it?
1: Very cool model. I mean, yes. I mean, I love them all. They're all very cool, but th- that is a really technically sound model uh, and one piece as well. One piece model. Um, am- amazing work and amazing cast. And uh, that that just pipped it. I didn't think that would be the one that would pip it. I knew it would be up there. I thought another one would pip it, but, you know, I was surprised, but only by about four models. So.
0: But I'm guessing you were pleased with, with, the, um, with how it went.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, completely pleased. And I'll, I'll be there again this year. I've had my confirmation the last couple of weeks that I have a stand for 2017. So I hope to see, you know, some of the people listening to this, maybe I'll see you there. Feel free to stop by, ask me some questions. Look at the models. Get a game if you've not played before. Get a game if you have played before. You know, I'm I'm easy. I'll give you a game.
0: Did you um, Did you go to HateCon as well this year? That was sort yeah, like well, a sort of locally sh- sh- show type thing, run by yeah. Hate, wasn't it? The hate yeah, Club.
1: the Hate Club in, um, Hackney. Bethany, in Hackney. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's Hackney area game enthusiasts, I believe. Yeah. Just think people want to know what the hack the acronym for Hate is. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd been intending to go there for a while because I've been hearing good things about that that club, and then I saw randomly that they had a kind of a, a bring and buy day and a play games day, and I thought, well, why not? You know, I've got a heavily pregnant girlfriend at home. I, you know, let's let's again. You know, I've been out to DAFCON, I've been out to Salute. <laughs> let's get the triple crown, and maybe we can get a kid born while I'm while I'm playing games somewhere else. Well, it didn't happen, incidentally, thankfully, um, and. It was a, it's, wasn't on the same scale as the other two, obviously, um, but it, I was, again, busy all day. And, and another one, you know, I always kind of rate my success in bathroom breaks, <laughs> it seems. A bit weird, but uh, I, I didn't get one till about four in the afternoon. So it was, you know, I could have asked people to watch the stuff, but I was so enthused by showing people the game. And again, like in um, in Dafcon, I got to spend more time with people. Cause yeah, less... Less people there, people could have more time because they could always, if they wanted to play a game and I was doing something, they could always go away and do something for twenty minutes, half an hour, and come back, and then uh, then I'd be able to see them. So it was one of one of those things. You, it's not if they go past, you might have missed them. It's one of those casual con esque events, yeah, yeah. And, and it went very well. And I had a good time and showed a few people to play the game. Then I'm, I mean, I've been back to the club as a as a games player, not for other games as well. Yeah, since then, so it, it worked out very well.
0: Cool. Are you uh, planning to do any shows in 2017, do you think? Apart from Salute, obviously. Well, uh, and uh, and, Atcon. Are you going to hit any of the uh, other wargaming shows, do you think? You know, like, for instance, UK Expo or um, uh, Colours or something like that? Well, I
1: certainly am thinking about it. I mean, I almost went to the Expo last year, but that was falling pretty much when my second child was due. And I thought, well three times i've pushed it that fourth time will be the doozy and it, i actually think that you know my my second daughter olivia was born sometime around then so it would have would have been a bad call yes um you don't want to be missing year, things i'm not like sure that. if i've missed uh, well for for next year rather i'm not sure if i've missed the window but i'm certainly thinking about things like colors and, and some others as well uh
0: the worlds and vapnate probably
1: as well i i just think you know i've we're maybe later going to talk on yeah. something else that will have an impact on this. But well, there's, there's,
0: there's no... the back
1: of that, then, yeah.
0: There's no time like the present, because um, you, you've got two scenarios out at the moment. The second one was released about a couple of months ago, wasn't it?
1: Um, yeah, around about that.
0: To, to play. So, I suppose the big question from me is... Um, What's what's next? What you know? What are you going to do next? What's what are your aspirations? And is the game going to grow with more wizards? Is it? Are we going to go somewhere else with it?
1: Um, good, all good questions. All, and I'm going to keep going. Go yep. obviously because people are interested in the game. I'm interested in the game. I love writing the stories. I love coming up with the characters. I like coming doing the rules and, and playtesting and playing games and everything about it. So. Whatever happens, I'm going, to, I'm going to keep moving forward with it. At this point, I've expended quite a lot of my own money and obviously a lot of the money that I've made from model sales. It's been basically immediately reinvested in, in new models and, and more models. And at this point, all I'm doing is releasing a model every few months or something like that, and, and, and for me, that's not enough. So now I believe it's, it's time for Kickstarter or Indiegogo or something like that. It's going to be a Kickstarter. Um, we're going to equivocate, I've, I've got it all set up and, and ready to go on the 14th of November, it's going to be called uh, The Roots of Magic, Students of Sorcery because this will introduce a new model type to the game, one, one that's been in my mind since day one um, but for those people that own the wizards that are used to playing with the wizards, I'm adding in apprentices Okay. in game terms they're called acolytes that's, that's the rank of the model and they are like mini wizards, not as tough or as damage dealing or, or as powerful in control elements or, or whatever it is that the major wizards are. But each one of them has a strong impact on the gameplay. So what will happen is that you will take them with the wizard. So it will effectively go from, a, from a, a one versus one model to a two versus two model if you want to use that. Of course, the one versus one is, is untouched. That will continue and I will continue releasing more and more models and in time some more wizards, so that will expand with it because that's a that's a great game. It's important USP. But I do want to expand the model range and, and give people an opportunity to look into the background, look into the world, and experience the game on a slightly bigger scale. It's still just two models versus two models. Um, but it, it certainly does add some time to the game and some new strategies because these acolytes, they either enhance an element of the wizard's existing game not all of it but they'll pick an element that the wizard might have used somewhat before and they kind of buff that element so for example um mother yulia has the ability to create woods Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of a diversionary strategy uh, and there is some damage element to it but it's a very combo tastic thing and not everyone uses it all of the time the acolyte for house failing is called will of the woods Who's like a big burly, big burly woodsman, who can sing to the trees or plays little tunes to them on his wooden flute and make trees do things like heal, uh, give the bounty of, of their spiritual blessings, so do some healing, or in some cases to whack you on the head. So he com- he combines using his his magical powers with her very specific powers. Doesn't necessarily benefit any of her. Other- other strategies but he combos in that way whereas some of the acolytes are very strong wizards by themselves you know they're they're good fighters by themselves or they're good casters by themselves and others introduce completely new strategies into into their faction's game that weren't there before so you know we we've, we've been playtesting a while i think you i'm not sure if you've you've done any with me as yet but i've been playtesting for quite a while I've done, read,
0: i think i've done a couple of games but I, I certainly would have I would have liked to have done more, but I I haven't had, been able to. Is a simple, simple?
1: Maybe this weekend. Yeah. Um, and and so we're, we're well into you know we've been working on these models for months already, even though they, they don't actually have any models. That's that's what this project is about is to help. I'm asking back, backers to help me fund producing wave two effectively. So it'll be eight acolyte models, one for each of the eight factions that currently exist,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and these are the acolytes of the Wizards that currently currently exist, and each one of them is is different, just like the Wizards are, are currently different, that have already been released, and on top of that I've got a few ideas for some stretch models as well, as some of those have already been prepared, I think I may have mentioned them a bit earlier, uh, or alluded to them a bit earlier, so there's a, there's a few stretch goals in there, but it, it's quite a small um, and compact and hev- and very focused Kickstarter where I'm not trying to produce an entire secondary game or hundreds of models or anything like that i'm just trying to add a new layer of quality on top of what already is is a very strong quality base and i believe i can do that by adding these acolyte models and i'm getting i'm getting a bit excited and, and again the trepidation is coming what if i what if i go live and everyone says yeah cool story bro nice uh <laughs> nice uh, Nice uh, project you've got there, uh, but I, you know, I'm not really I'm yet. not really
0: interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, I, I spend most days chewing on my nails about that. But put well, it together well. I've researched well. The models will be done exactly the same way as these other models have been done. You're gonna get great quality. We've got nice art on there. I've worked with a few new people in addition to the strong, stable of, of resource talent that I already had, um, and.
0: So I suppose the the big question is really, you know, you've just said um, uh, the artwork's been done. Um, Has anything else been done in in preparation for this sort of stuff? Because you have already spent essentially what is your own money to to produce the first eight wizards and and the ninth ninth figure, sorry, the nine figures. Um, So um, are you... Are you, have you got people ready to, to sort of start sculpting, or has some of the sculpts been done? Or uh... Some some of the sculpts
1: have been done, but not for these eight wizards. So. Okay,
0: for the acolytes, yeah.
1: For these eight, eight acolytes, yeah. yeah. Um, some of the stretch models have been done. Well, okay. Already, they've been sculpted already. They've not been uh, printed up or anything like that. But depending on how successful we are, some of those will be added and there's some additional stretch models that haven't been sculpted yet but have been an idea in the back of my mind and these won't be new wizards incidentally just to set people's expectations, they'll be freelancers, which is yet another model type. And that is just a mercenary. So the the great houses and, and the factions can hire mercenaries to take the place of the acolyte in the in the two two model per side game. Yep. And so then they won't have magic because they're they're usually fighters, but they they will do very different things, and they may work very well with some wizards, and and some of the other freelancers may work with the other wizards, and uh, just adds a potential other option. And so this if this Kickstarter does does well, then it will it potentially well it will more than double the the available model count, which is a for me it's a massive thing because for me to do that for, through my own funding. Without bankrupting myself, I'm trying to, you know, spend money sensibly and um, try and reinvest the money from sales sensibly. But it, you know, it's a costly business. Yeah, I would only be able to do a couple of models, three models a year, something like that. And, yep. you know, I, I might be satisfied by that, but it's, I need to keep the game on the trajectory that it's currently set at, where people's interest is there, and they and and these days people need those reasons to keep that interest at a high level, and that is done via adding new scenarios. Adding new model options, making sure that the backstory is, is is moving along and is refreshed and added to, and you know on that final count I haven't done as much as I should have done these last couple of uh, couple of months, but you know I've got a lot sitting in waiting to be edited, um, and I'm hoping all these things together I, I can I, I can make them of the quality that people will be used to with regards to the Roots of Magic, and that will mean that they'll be confident that if they back the project then they'll get something from it and not only will they get something from it, they'll get something of a very strong quality, very good quality
0: um, what is it, When is the Kickstarter likely to go live then?
1: Yes. So the, cu- the current date is projected to be uh, November 14th unless there's any you know, fingers crossed and any, anything that would uh, destabilise that it's already kind of authorised so I should be good to switch on, on that day and and it will run for thirty days. The the rewards and the the add-ons and the stretch will all be evident from day one. You'll see what you get. I don't I don't want to shoot myself in the foot by getting ahead of myself and adding all of these you know too many models in, so I end up delivering a year late or anything like that. I, I know how long it takes to deliver a model to go through all yeah. the phases. I've done it before. I've done it before nine times, and so I'm just trying to be cautious and i would i would say sensible rather than cautious to be fair and make sure that i'm adding something to the game that people will be enthused by which is a doubling of the models yeah. But i'm not going to an insane level of you know trebling quadrupling the models because i i'm on a i'm on a run um, and in time if this goes well i have many other models already the rules for them down the rules ready the ideas ready um they're just waiting for their own their own kickstarters
0: yep okay so what i was going to say was uh, in terms of um presenting pr- prospective backers with forward information potentially before the kickstarter goes live are you going to leak anything out on facebook or anything like that beforehand
1: or, yeah, a li- Or snippet, a
0: literal, snippets a of, of, you know, a la, a la Steamforged, I suppose, to a certain extent, or a la other companies that have done this, Privateer have done it. I mean, they recently leaked silhouettes for their new faction, for instance. Yeah, I so, mean,
1: it's a great idea, but those companies can release 30 models in, yeah. in one go. So showing one model here or there is, is you know, a, a very small percentage of, of what you'll be seeing. So there's lots... That they can retain to spread out that interest and, and to give you nice surprises whilst you're engaged in the in the project.
0: But I think in a small small model game like Roots, I think it still will would work, especially for people who are already. I've no,
1: I've no in doubt, the game. I've no doubt. But at the same time, I don't want to reveal too much because then there's no excitement. Just a foot, like a, a pinky, like a little <laughs> <thing or> something <laughs> like that. Look, look, look! How delicate and lovely this this finger is it couldn't possibly be the finger of a of a rough man who could it be no there'll be some information because obviously i want to get people's interest uh, up yeah. in advance. but at the same time i'm not going to just immediately give every piece of information that will be retained for the project itself yeah uh, we'll expand on that and you'll be able to see some of the story um for each of the new characters in which I set set their position in, in the world that some people already know or, or the world that already exists
0: okay so um, the other thing I was going to ask was obviously the, the scenarios and game and rules at the moment are designed for one versus one versus one yep. um, adding in the second figure yep the acolyte is a big step from a from a games design point of view I think um, and it will will cause issues how how is how's the playtesting how's that sort of been going in terms so
1: of... far so good now because I always wanted the game to be a bigger version of the game I intentionally designed the rules to and and the scenarios to to absorb additional models yeah okay. so for example the first Scenario is the orb of Ranalos, the the rules are set that only one model can score the objective at any one time. You can't share parts of scoring the objective between multiple models.
0: And does it have to be a wizard that interacts with that or is it is it anybody? It, it does have to be a wizard. Uh-huh, so there you go. This
1: will add another angle, but it yep. means that both players will have one model that can chase the objective and one model that can run interference for the objective. So mm-hmm. it changes it's the same game but it's a changed game. Yep. And that's the, usually tries to, I try to make that the hallmark of anything I do so that you have something that you're familiar with to, a, to an extent and I add a, I add one thing to it and it changes drastically how the strategies that you might employ. And that goes the same for the second uh, the second scenario, the bells of Lao Su. Um, you know only one model can ring all three bells and, and summon the demon of the demons, rather, in due time. But now you have an additional model to help damage them and help interfere with placement and, and all manner of other strategies. Um, admittedly, we are spending most of our time playtesting the new third strategy, which the scenario, rather, which is a scenario expressly designed with two models in mind. It won't be a, a one-versus-one game. It'll be, I think it'll be a bit difficult to play. Like and it's been designed a bit... In, in that fashion, so we have a completely new scenario, which I will be releasing information of. You know, going back to your earlier question, what, during the project before funding, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be putting the rules for that scenario out there, and for any or current backers, I'll also be sending uh, PDFs of the of the of the models rules as as they currently stand, so people get an opportunity to try out these things. Bear in mind they might change, but. My details are kept... The details for the game are kept on on uh, PDF, so it's just a matter of me amending them and resending them out. So yep.
0: you know,
1: there will be a strong engagement in the game. You won't have to wait six months, eight months, whatever. Some Sometimes these things take before you actually get the chance to have a look at things and figure out the strategies and, and, and do some proxying and all these things before you actually receive those lovely models.
0: Okay. Um, I suppose the other thing was that I would... I don't know if that if you want to release this information or not, but I will do my journalistic thing. <laughs> on, thing. Uh, w- when are you looking to deliver um, on your Kickstarter? Because obviously one of the big things with Kickstarter that certainly you and I have been hit with because we were both uh, Relic Knight backers, um, oh, yes. and potentially other Kickstarters as well. Right. Um, are you? Are you? Uh, are you what, what are you looking at from a from a delivery? period
1: well I've, I've I've been advised by my casting the guys that do the casting for me to put in a, a very conservative estimate mm-hmm. um, the people that I work with are doing other Kickstarters that are currently running or they've just finished or have been finished for a little bit of time and, and they're setting it up and and I believe and they believe we can do it okay fairly, much earlier than, than the dates that I will pick I'm not um, I haven't decided 100% to finalise those rewards on a certain month. But you're you're looking, uh, you know, towards the end of quarter two, 2017. I believe we can do it before that, depending on a
0: number of things. But it's better to have that time in the bag, as it were, um, to use if you don't.
1: That's right. You know, it's always better to give someone something early than to, to be late. And so... You know, hopefully it won't dissuade anyone that they'll have to wait a little bit of time for models. I mean, in Kickstarter, it's the done thing anyway, but yeah. I've in- intentionally kept this small in order that the delivery window won't be excessively large. And I've kept the model count on the available model count and the stretch goals smaller so that I don't expand that through my own success because I, I want people to get these models as soon as I can physically get them to them in a, in a shippable, in a strong state. Yep, okay I want to be waiting forever for it and, I, and the game doesn't want to be waiting forever and the people that the back won't want to be waiting forever so fingers crossed I'll take I'll take their advice because these people are experts but at the same time we've done some analysis to figure out you know and, and we've done it before we know exactly how long everything takes we've had it we're going to add some buffer in um, and we'll go from there
0: and the Christmas period as well.
1: Yeah, I, I imagine that because of when it's running, it will finish early to mid December, and then you'll have, you know, Christmas is a, is a wipeout for everyone mm. um, for good reason. Everyone had a great time, and I too shall be having a great time. I'll, I'll make some posts, though, don't worry, during that period. <laughs> but work itself will start in, in January, and um, we've, we've got some great sculptors we've worked with, and I'm currently talking to a few others that. I believe, can match the quality that we've already done. Woo-hoo. And my hope is because of that, we can really cut down the time needed for the sculpting phase, which is one of the longest ones. Um, in the Kickstarter, I have a, I have a breakdown on, on costs and so forth. You can see that sculpting is a very, very big part in terms of costs and time for any, any model's game. And uh, I'll do everything I can to mitigate that. My, my day job is a, I'm, a, I'm a test manager for, uh, oh, I probably shouldn't say,
0: but for a, lo- a for, large for large. A large,
1: broadcast company yeah. in, in in the UK. Um, and so there's been a lot of planning and a lot of mi- mitigation strategy to deal with what happens if, if we miss this and what happens if we can't work with such and such. And so, you know, I, I put a lot of research into things that the game preparation for anything to do with the game and so i'm hoping all of that will mean that we'll be in a very strong position to deliver some good quality stuff on time
0: cool so remind us of the date of the kickstarter again
1: week of 14th of november which is a monday so it's very likely to be the 14th of november but um that hasn't been 100 percent finalized yet it might start the day after um
0: will you be wearing special pants on that day
1: i wear special pants every day (laughs) It's, it's a just big, the thing I do.
0: It's another. It's like going to salute, but you. Well, I suppose you've got virtual punters going past, haven't you? But um, it's,
1: it, it's the it's, same thing. It's the same yeah. thing. People can invest, and then maybe their financial situation changes, and they can pull money out as well. Until until it's backed, right? Until it's all funded, they they can do that. So you look, you can be up, and you can be down. And you know, I've seen it. You know, I've backed things before. I tend not to pull out, but I've seen it happen many times and I understand why people do it. So there is going to be that level of trepidation. There'll be the highs and there'll be the lows and there'll be the you know, the biting of fingernails and the crossing of fingers until we hit the end of that 30 days. But you know, I'm very confident that I've got a good product and an engaging product and that this will allow me to make that product even better. And uh, I just need some people to back me and
0: help help me produce that and realize that so people 14th of november kickstarter the roots of magic the expansion of that's right back <laughs> it ask for a please please christmas <laughs> present an early christmas present which will come later
1: yeah that would be a very very wonderful thing but uh well, I, I mean, to running the, it, I look forward to running it regardless. But it'll uh, be a, n- a new, interesting experience.
0: I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's is, is, is good luck, is is what I say to you, and I, I hope that the Kickstarter does fund and it goes well. Um, it's it's been great having you on, talking about the roots of magic and giving the people an update on where it, where it, where the game is and where the the figures are. Uh, and the 14th of November, Kickstarter. Did you see that? I've got that yeah. again. Well done. Um, Checks in the mail. We've been going for an hour, would you believe?
1: Well, and this is just one of the last hours of uh, yes. the many hours we've put in so far in order to get I think in. I
0: think we. it's ta- actually taken us three hours to get this one episode out, probably of recording yeah. of aborted record, two hours of aborted recording and, and finally this <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done all that screaming and <laughs> smacking my head into things and so forth but who knows
0: right um, I think we'll uh, call it a day then thanks for having me on uh, goodbye yep yeah. I've been Conrad and you've been not Conrad not Conrad goodbye <laughs> goodbye You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at FoolsUnderBarDaily, or via email, foolsdaily@outlook.com. at Outlook.com.